0: Welcome to Real Talk with Rio and Murph, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week's sponsor is Suicides. Take your shot and hope for the best. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. At the time of recording, we're at the end of day thirty-five, and there's just been a big suicide into Realm Eleven. Murph, I know you got some things to say. So, uh, do you want to get straight into it?
1: Um, it's not something that would come as a surprise to us. Um, Realm Eight has just been kind of just. You know, it's like that person that's, like, stalking you outside of your house. It's just kind of, like, got the binoculars. They're in the bushes. They're looking into your house often, right? So, like, we were very aware that there was somebody in the bushes. And, you know, he just decided to choose this time as his time to die, I guess, you know? You, you play your whole round just a suicide, then awesome. That's what he's accomplished his mission. So, I mean, that's more than you can say about pretty much anybody else in Realm 8. Everybody else in there went out like a wet fart.
0: Yeah, but then my question is, so you've gone to war with a bunch of people, sinking people that weren't really even that threatening. If, if there's somebody that's you've been afraid of all this time, why not take them out before they can take you out? Well, if
1: you remember, we did sink him a bunch, right? We've already been down that road with him. And the Sylvan, I would argue, the Sylvan and the Nomad um, have been the two biggest threats on our radar for a while, so... We wanted to take the Sylvan and sink him for a prolonged period of time, which we were able to do. And then by doing that, then you free up the Nomad, right? So it's like, it's kind of just like a game of whack-a-mole where, you know, you have too many people popping up, right? So you don't have enough time in the day to war everybody, right? And then you don't want really your guys to get too much shit. So we were just taking a nice balanced approach of, you know, dipping our toes when we wanted to dip our toes, you know?
0: But now that you get forty eight hour wars, you really can switch between, especially if you got like a squad of willing black hoppers, which you know your realm does have, so it's just surprising that you've kind of you've not been utilizing it as much as you could, even if there are two main threats, you know, you can just switch back and forth between them and then have time to like, you know, take out just minor threats whenever you feel like it in between those times.
1: Yeah, it's but it's just it's just too easy for people to grow, right? Like when you're in our position Right where you just have these guys that are able to defend you pretty reasonably and then just hit bots and grow defended. I mean, sure, you could black up them, but then the other guy that you don't black up is just going to grow the other way, right? So, you know, there's just not a whole lot you can do with the black ops. It, it, and the black ops aren't really that strong now, real right? Like, it's just... Like, the black ops guys that we have in Realm just feel like it's very neutered, right? Like, it's not... A whole lot of fun for them to be honest right so it's just kind of it is what it is right now you know
0: yeah and i think that's what the kind of like the general feeling has been amongst black Ops when you speak to them but then when you look at the actual you know like the the, the worst the his, his math behind it all and then she said no if you look at the prolonged campaign it's actually as damaging if not more damaging than it used to be it's just that initial barrage doesn't seem as strong even though it is um but i still just find you know like I was trying to just count how many wars you've been at. I think it's just like four or five. Um, I would have expected the last round, there was people with like a few different realms with like 10 plus wars um going on. So it's just kind of like strange that you're really in a dominant position. There's minor people that can't really do much back to you. Why wouldn't you just take them out and just neuter threats before they could do anything to stop you? Because, you know, the realms like 10 and 13 and 4 and 6, they've been all kind of like growing Steadily for uh, for quite a long time, and um, you're just gonna let like, let them do that.
1: Well, like I said, I mean, you're playing a game of whack-a-mole. There's only so many things you can do, right? So, you know, we're not gonna go to go to war with everybody all the time, right? Not it's not in our purview.
0: No, but you definitely would do want to take out any suicide threat before they can uh, take out one of your potential round winners.
1: Well, that'd be every freaking dwarf in the planet here. I mean, that's the only play the dwarves have had this entire round. Was being a suicidal threat, right? That's been their mo for the entire thing, and we've taken both of those suicides. And now I don't think there's any dwarves left that could suicide, really, right? So this, this dwarf suicide shit's done now. That's good. Bravo's been hit what five or six times today, so he can go feed feed some more people. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's it is what it is. You know, you can't really say much more than that.
0: Well, I I just feel it seems like you got caught with your pants down again when you had a. Oh my god,
1: dude! Thirteen orc just bounced on Johnny Bravo, so he's taken five hits and a raise. Good for him.
0: It would be funny if he'd done a release to prevent that from happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just the one guy he could save himself from, which, which I heavily doubt he did. It's just. I don't know. you got to wonder what these bounces, right? Like, How do you not take all the fresh ops after you've seen all those hits, right? So it must be an old survey or something, or Castle, that wasn't accounted for, right? It's almost guaranteed that's what it is.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny, because I, um, I went something like, I, I counted back a few rounds back, I, I went something like 150 hits in a row without bouncing, and then over the course of like three rounds, I bounced probably like four or five times, and it's the stupidest ways, you know, like Like an old land spy or, you know, with the, uh, I think it was like the Firewalkers, you know, like now that their units kind of go to return, an old barrack spy kind of caught me out. So there's a few things that you can still get caught out with if you don't have fresh ops where you just kind of try to manually do stuff yourself. Um, And I've even like done the the bounce of, you know, like just making a typo, just plugging in the wrong numbers on the, on the attacking units, just in a rush. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it becomes more devastating as the round goes on. Um. But there's still there's still so many ways to do it, even though the game's made it so much easier to, you know, get your attack through. Well,
1: so thirteen's kind of that's a, that's the first little wobble we've seen in a little bit here from thirteen. Wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, but I think it's probably you know it's not their one of the main contenders. So, um, but yeah, definitely definitely a mistake from a team that seemed like they kind of know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, we should bring in uh, Chunk and Dave and kind of get their initial reactions on kind of everything that's going on here today. Chunk, uh, what's your initial reaction to the uh, basically the old feed bag that uh, Johnny Bravo, a.k.a. Gafia, has provided to all of Dominion, basically?
2: Ah, uh, I I think it's going to make for an interesting day. I think it makes sense that he decided to go for it. That was kind of... Expected if if someone could, I imagine your your realm probably knew that was a possibility, and now we just kind of got to see what the other major players are able to and willing to do, and uh, kind of how it plays out. It's it's always interesting to see these sues because then you have to see all the people responding and trying to do it in like the fastest time possible. So not having perfect information and maybe. Doing some some questionable moves because of it, but we'll see.
1: And Dave,
3: oh, is, is this round still going on? Is it still happening?
1: <laughs> you bet, you, buddy. I'm all focused
3: on the draft because I mean, all I got left to do is some title hunting and some mischief making, and I'm just trying to be a top 100 player here. And I'm kind of right on the border. That's about all I've got going for me. So whatever else is going on in the world hope you're all enjoying yourselves
1: okay that's pretty succinct i would say <laughs> although um, the suicide I did would help say...
3: put, put one more person below me in landsides. so and everyone that hit him already <laughs> well, bigger than me so i moved up one spot today yeah.
1: so so huzzah huzzah um but maybe uh we can get into just some element of the draft you know like feels kind of like things are going slower than a tortoise crossing the road. Sure.
3: So um, I know a little bit. Obviously, I'm not in charge, but I am one of the captains. So we've gotten as far as figuring out um, the order that people will be drafting. So we had a random order of us deciding what order we wanted to be in. And that took us about a week or two.
1: Hold on. Hold on, Dave. I just you know what just popped into my head? Uh did you ever see that movie with Luke Wilson, uh and he like gets frozen for like a thousand years and he gets unfrozen? I think it's called like idiocracy or something.
3: I have not seen it. I saw Captain America, he okay. got frozen for a while, right? Or Superman. I don't know, some of those people. Right.
1: Rio or Chunk, do you know what I'm talking about with that uh that movie where he gets frozen for like a thousand
0: years? Yeah, I've never seen it.
2: I don't think
1: I do. Must be some Canadian yeah. thing. Well, no, it's not it's Luke Wilson, <laughs> you know? Um, but here this like what when you were saying like, you know, we're kind of like figuring out the order and stuff, it just reminded me of there's a scene in that movie where uh like, you know, people have to like take like a test to get a job or something. It's like an IQ test, and then you just see this one guy with this like square peg, and he's trying to ram it in to a circular slot, right? And then Luke Wilson looks at him, and then the guy like covers up what he's doing and like is hiding the fact that he's trying to square peg a round hole type situation. It just kind of this kind of just reminds me of the, the captains like taking their sweet time, like trying to like figure out what's going on. And oh my god, two weeks to talk to a co-captain—is that too long? It's just like. Who gives a shit? You know, more time is always better. You know, that's the way I look at things.
3: Yeah, I'd like to start planning. Like I said, my round is not going anywhere too crazy, but but the prior draft they had um, the order of deciding when to vote based on who got the most votes because we had a vote for who should be the captains. So, I don't know, Rio, where you first pick that last time?
0: I think Murph actually you. You got the most votes I think. So did you you went to pick first and I went to pick last in the in the first round. So that was like my choice.
3: Yeah, so this time um the previous captains voted for who were gonna be the new captains, so
1: okay, <laughs> yeah. <me>. I just <laughs> I just found the meme of what I was talking about. If you guys can just look at the general chat. This is how I envisioned the captains this round so far. <laughs> <laughs> fucking going to town. <laughs> <laughs> Just grease me for, up here. Great
3: podcasting while we're all looking at a funny video and laughing about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, well then it'll get people to like look it up.
3: <laughs> we didn't really have a set way like that to decide who went first, so they did some random number orders and um I got third choice of when I got to vote and I ended up picking seventh out of eight. So Hopefully that's a decent spot. And um, would you like to know the order? That much I can tell us. Because we have gotten yes. that far. So Crazy Elf will have the number one pick, followed by Grapes of math, then Dan, then Cronell, B, Volve, Me, and then Swamp Fox will round it out at eight.
1: So just, just hearing those picks, I feel for whoever's going to be on Dan's team. It's going to be a, a tough road ahead because I'm sure one of the, uh, the musts will be, must be willing to abandon at some point, uh, must be willing to train up, but not suicide anybody. You well, I can
0: think as you were saying in the previous one, that you think you're going to be in a first round and I can only see Dan picking you just to tank both of your rounds. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, right.
1: Yeah. That'd be funny. But I think they would have reached out and everything. And I mean, even Dan, what was Dan saying in the general chat the other day? Like I need to like reach out and like talk to prospective people. And I just said, you know, if they draft, if you draft them, they'll be on your team, right? It's just, it's part of, that's how the draft works, you know? So it sounded don't like if they don't want to be on consensus. Your team.
3: There's, yeah. There's kind of a consensus top three. So him being third, he should get kind of one of those guys. I mean, I don't know if it's consensus, but. um, I felt like there were another five or six guys kind of in that next group that are also really good. And I'm hoping I can get two of those as opposed to trying to get one of those top guys. So that's why I kind of went more for the, the end of things.
1: Well, and like we'll I was see. saying to you before, the, uh, I think Chunk goes in the first round. I think, is, I think Chunk is, is a great player and anybody would be lucky to have him on their team. So I'd be, I'd be shocked if Chunk gets out of the first round. Without being drafted.
3: I mean, I'd love to have him.
1: Come on over, Chunk. We'll see. There you go. Pick seven. Announced right there. <laughs> we can announce a pick.
3: Well, it could get vetoed, though.
1: Okay, so Dave, just just to get the rumor mill going, who who would you say or who have you heard are like the consensus top three picks?
3: Well, I mean, you've got Sathi and Rio have each won, what, four times? So those are always... Good picks, both top like six in Rio rankings. Uh, Rio's the best out of that group, but in the Rush rankings. So you've also got Worst, who's won twice, and Babo, who's won twice out of the people in the draft. I think these numbers are accurate. So those are some really good people. You've also got, like I said, a handful of others that are right there behind. So those are.
1: Yeah, out, of of, the people. out of those four, I think Gothy and Rio are are criminally overrated. Um, I wouldn't take either of them in the first round. I would definitely take Worst. I think Worst is the best out of the four that you mentioned. He's solid. He's rounded. Rio, there's just a region uh, like a recency bias with him. I think next round he's just going to be as equally bad as he is this round. Oh, All I, you I agree. Just be aware.
0: Way. I'm, I'm definitely yeah overrated yeah pick pick me in the second round if you can
1: yeah
3: I mean if you're there uh, at seven let him go to the third him. Yeah, let him go to make the third it to seven I'm taking he'll, make he'll dive
1: okay the so real's not getting out of the first round is what you're saying Dave. not
3: getting past seven he's got a bottom floor right
1: there let I just thought you offered it to Chunk hey, hey Mister <laughs> uh, what's going on here
3: well I got the tenth pick too or wait eleventh okay. pick wait tenth I can count.
0: I think okay. it is like it's an interesting dynamic that you're going to get just you know depending on who's all signed up cuz ideally what you kind of think what you want is probably like a veteran player you know it could be like a round winner or someone that's like always comes close to winning um or you know like is just knows their stuff and I I'd, I'd, I'd even go so far as to stretch to include Murph in that group um and then I also think you want like There's quite a few, like, what you call, like, up-and-coming players, like, and Chunk, I definitely agree would include in this. Dave, I put yourself here as well, and, like, Mr. India is um, another good example um, of people who have been, like, maybe fairly new to the game that have shown a lot of promise. And if you can just get, like, a nice combination of, you know, like, a veteran and, like, a a newer person, you can really kind of, like, have a lot of fun and um, share a lot of different insights into kind of, like, where you're both coming from, so... Hopefully, you get quite a lot of that with this draft coming, um, but there's definitely there's going to be some str- strategy involved. I don't think there's going to be pure consensus on um, on the order of what what players you think will come up. You know, like you w- usually would like fancy rankings. I think a few people are going to have their own ideas that might go completely against the trend of everyone else. So it will be um, quite interesting to see how it starts to like evolve uh, as the as the draft process happens.
3: And it really does kind of just depend what you're looking for. Are you wanting to create some chaos? Are you wanting to win? Are you wanting all slow attackers? Because that seems to be going well right now. Or do you want to get a bunch of fast attackers? So I mean, it just kind of depends on who you've played with. So I'm hoping to get a co-captain that knows some people I don't know, because especially with these new ones, we have one or two new people in our realm that are pretty decent that no one else would really know anything about them. So hoping they can slide to where you can pick them up and don't know them. Which is part of my problem, is I've got Grapes as another captain, and we know a lot of the same people, and have played with a lot of the same people, so I have to try and figure out where some of these people might slide, but also make sure I get them before him. So, makes it a little bit
1: tricky.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we found in our uh, in our draft, and Murph and I were both targeting Romper as our... Uh... That's a late okay. round. Yeah.
1: You're a thief is what you are. A filthy, <laughs> rotten thief.
0: Yeah, it's a good point that Dave's making there because there are definitely you know, newer players that not many people know about and some of them really kind of like move really, really quickly through um, like they, their ability leaps up in just a round or two. So if you can kind of like, if you spend spent a bit of time with them just in one round um, and nab them again, they really are like, they are like complete steals. Um if you get them in a late round. So there's, um, there's a few people I've played with in the last like, two or three rounds that I would definitely you know, speak to the captain to say, we should target this person.
2: I'm curious about yeah. where like ops players are going to fall in terms of picking and like who is perceived as being a high-value ops player, because I think that's one of the styles that it's kind of hard to see from the outside looking in, like how much impact they're having. So if you're not like actively playing with them in the realm, it's hard to know how good they are at being an Ops player.
3: I mean, you can look at the rest rankings in that category and see who does the most Ops, but you don't always know if they're just spamming something or how helpful they are, or if they're able to stay large enough to actually get Ops on people who are even useful. But I feel like a lot of those people you can kind of get in the middle to end of round too, like... My personal draft style probably be to, I mean, I want to make sure I have someone big enough to get those ops at the top. But some of those kind of mid-smaller ops people can probably get them later on, I think. But but ops are important. Like, this game is game's all about information, and who has the most, and who can get it the quickest, and who can get it on both sides of the world, depending on what time you're trying to do stuff. And so yeah, info is a huge. Huge deal when you're trying to decide your team because you can have all the best—you have the best five attackers in the game—but if there's no one to get them information, it doesn't really do you anything.
1: Yeah, you know what I want to look at is our last last draft round, which would be 34, right? Okay, so Rio Swamp Fox Asenka—that's how it finished with the land, and that's the spirit. Yeah, oh yeah, this is the spirit round where it got out of control. Hey, Rio, how's that going for you this round?
0: Uh, I don't think there's going to be uh, my record broken this round. So that one, no, I'm pretty I, sure it's going to stay. I
1: <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, so you did win the last draft round. Uh, so one fox came second. And then my pack, Asanka, we got third. So that's that's a pretty solid finish. You got a first, I get a third.
3: First is better.
0: <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Dave knows what it's all about.
3: <laughs> we had a good group. You drafted well. Hopefully I can... Can follow in your footsteps and draft well too.
0: Whereas the thing is, we the draft is I had, so I picked up Fett in the first round, and we just had a, a good. I think we had like eighty percent of the players. We had an idea of what they were going to be like, and we ended up just having a bit of a, a mix of abilities and mix of styles. And we just figured we'll just you know like we'll have as many opportunities as we can. You know, we we had a couple of fast attackers. Um, but that just didn't seem to like pan out. We just didn't quite have the luck that we needed there. And then we had like a few like ops people, a few converters, and it just the spread just worked for us that round. Whereas I think other rounds, you know, um, if you can like go all in on just kind of like one or two strategies, is probably more likely to succeed. Um, but things just kind of like played out as they did, and um, and it worked out.
1: And chunk, you weren't in the last draft, right? I was not. I played that round, but I wasn't in the draft. Okay. And what was your vantage point of not being in the draft, like looking at how the draft teams were going? Like what what was your kind of like observations and and little tidbits you can share? Um
2: it it was definitely a very different round than than others. Um even not being part of the draft, then it just felt like it played out very differently than normal and that it seemed very competitive. And you just had a lot of, a lot of things going along, a, a lot of people who seemed to be making an impact. Um, and also, like my realm felt different than it normally does, that I, I feel like ended up with some people never would have ended up with in a non-draft round. And it was just very, very interesting, very unique kind of round from my perspective, even though I wasn't
3: part of the draft. I liked what you talked about it, feeling more balanced. I was joking with Grapes that we'll probably both get three picks each that are better than anyone else in our pack. So It's kind of nice in some ways for us to get to be with some good players now that you don't get five packs put together. We've had to kind of step up and not just be the nice prize a secondary pack to get to someone but actually having to kind of run around which we've been trying to figure out the last few rounds
0: well i just kind of like talking about that just before i think we started recording i said the uh the draft rounds have kind of like being a little bit of a kind of like a given a bit of a shift in mindset for myself and like my regular pack Cause our normal five i don't think has played together since the round before like the draft round like the last one um, and we'd been together for like a good kind of like six, seven rounds, um, prior to that. Whereas now we just kind of like, we, we're much more comfortable kind of like just, um, you know, like either like random in as a solo player or just like going off as like a pair and joining up like another two or three people. Um, and we're just like, we've been enjoying that a fair amount. So I think even after this, like draft round's finished, we're we'll still probably kind of like end up doing that and just, you know, just like go as a, as a rolled old five pack, just, you know, like far less frequently. Um, because I do think that now that the, the realms are kinda of like being made smaller again, two packs can't land together um like they used to, it does make it harder to kinda of like mix and kind of like learn from or like try new things and you know, just that bit's kinda of like lost a little bit. So the only way I can like really do it is by kind of like forcing the issue myself and actually kinda of like stepping out and, and joining up with different people. Um but it's just so you know, when you're playing with the same people and you know what to expect, you know you can rely on them and trust them. It's really hard to kind of like step away from that, and uh, it's always like the case of you know, the, it's the better than the devil, you know. Um, why why risk going random and just having like an awful round with people that you've got no idea what you're gonna whether you're gonna gel with them or not? When you know you've even if even if your teams not all top pro veterans, at least you know what you're gonna get with them.
1: The real. Um... Has has any of the captains reached out to you and just kind of like said, hey, if I pick you, you know, what's your strategy or what do you think we should do and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, so I, th- I think at least two, maybe three people have kind of like said, because I said I'm not as active as I used to be, and that's definitely true. Um, one of the rounds, I can't remember if it was the like Spirit or the Lycanthrope, I averaged 22 logins a day for like the whole round through.
1: Jesus. Um, and
0: and I'm definitely, definitely not doing that. So, um, And, you know, most of it was just kind of like, I think I just had like a lull in work where I was able to do it, but that was just a ridiculous amount of activity. Um, even now, like, even if like I'm awake during the day, I'm not logging in every every single hour because, you know, like meetings that are taking place in person are, like distract me. So a couple of people just said, like, how is your activity level? So I still think it's high, but it's not, you know, dangerously high that it was a yeah. year ago.
1: It's not dangerously high to your health. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds like you're bringing it down a little bit. And would you say the automated automated actions have kind of helped a little bit with the fast attacking as well? You can kind of balance it out a little bit better. So
0: for myself, because I can be crazy active, it probably weakens my position slightly. Because that was always actually like an advantage that I had. You know, like I'm not a phenomenal simmer. Um I kinda like go on like instinct rather than like the math a lot of the time. So it's probably helped out other people a lot more and it's helped out me. But I think it's definitely made the game more accessible. Um probably it does like entice more people into going fast attacking. Um and that's been an issue we've kind of had, you know, you're kind of limited to like between ten and twelve fast attackers each round. If if the automated actions um Especially if it you know it moves to three, if that kind of comes through and more people think they've got a chance of fast attacking, then it probably does help. But I think what we're going to see with this round, you know, this is probably the the best possible position a fast attacking realm could have, and losing it from this point just kind of shows how weak fast attacking is in general compared to other strategies. So I'm not entirely convinced that it's going to be enough to you know like make everyone want to go fast attacking again. Um, Just because I think the risks and the failure rate is far too high.
1: Well, I think one of the crazy things that I've noticed is that basically the guys that have hit bots like the entire round have as much or more prestige than I do, right? And I haven't hit a single bot the entire round. So to me, that's just like, wow, okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't think the bots would provide that much prestige, but like, the reality is what the reality is, right? Like, it's just really easy. To just hit bots and grow and defend, essentially, right?
0: Yeah, I think there's probably just a couple of minor points that to um, benefit because you would have started would your first attack being on like 900 acres or so, um, whereas they might have attacked from you know, like 500 or 550. So they would have picked up a few extra hits then early on, and then they would have got the text earlier as well. So they would have got that, you know, like either five percent or like twelve and a half percent boost along the way, and maybe maybe made like a couple of bottom feeds at some point. So there's just a few minor things that would have like balanced it out. But, but you're right in that, you know, if you've made player hits pretty much the entirety, And I don't know if you've hit any bots at all. If you, if you did, they wouldn't have been penalized. No, um, I haven't, just, I haven't hit yeah.
1: any bots at all.
0: Yeah. So it's probably just not as much of a difference. Um, I do know that I've, I had played a bunch of rounds when that, um, I think when the bot prestige penalty first came in and I found myself, um, playing slow attacker. I ended up on similar prestige to converters who got, went from like two and a half thousand acres, and I was going from attacking from like seven hundred acres. So it's it's one it's like a balance to get it right. Um, maybe it's just a little bit too easy for people just hitting bots the entire way up um, if they are if they are ahead, like you said.
1: Yeah, I think that's maybe one um, change that the gameplay committee can make is like. Just look at adjusting the prestige you get from hitting bots, right? Like, you know, if you look at, you know, what prestige is, right? It's, like, supposed to be, like, like you're, you know, it's, like, a prestigious thing to do, right? And, like, you're just sticking your thumb up a bot's ass the entire time. How prestigious is that? You know what I'm saying? It's weak.
0: It's weak you know, sauce is what it is. The scaling does, I think, works pretty well. Maybe it just needs to be scaled, you know, like, just a, a heightened slide. Just goes a little bit sharper. Um, because this definitely does nobody's going to be hitting a bot if they're able to hit a player um, you know unless there's like perfect land types and you're not hitting the penalty yet so you definitely do would prioritize hitting players um, and I guess the other thing for the prestige as well maybe people like being hitting wonders to get that extra um, amount on top which I think that's probably works just fine um, but yeah maybe just like some minor adjustments to what prestige penalty like in, uh, in store
2: I do think that makes some sense. I am, like, I'm hesitant to agree when people say that slow attacking is overpowered, because from my perspective, slow attacking has won, like, three of the rounds that since I've started, and it's, like, 40% of our player base, does it? So in terms of, like, how often you're winning as different roles, it's still very weighted towards fast attackers if you take into account how many people are doing it but at the same time obviously generally fast attackers are pretty experienced at the game so you would expect it to be more weighted towards them but i think that's one thing where when people say something's op they mean a lot of different things it's not everybody's not saying the same thing like if you're talking about oh how high do you end on land on average then absolutely like Slow attacking is OP compared to fast attacking? Or is it like about how easy it is to play? Then, sure, you know, it's not as hard to keep getting those hits as a slow attacker as it is for a fast attacker. But I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of nuance to what people actually mean by the term overpowered.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably just more, it's the same as converting, you know, It's, it's you kind of like find yourself dropping in at the midway point, and you're almost, you know, as long as you've not made any major mistakes along the way, um, if your strategy is decent, you're almost guaranteed to be, like, a part of the, of the round dynamics at some point. Whereas if you're fast attacking, it's, it's a bit of a crapshoot, and, you know, you could be completely irrelevant by day, like five or six. Um, and again, even if you're not necessarily doing anything wrong, just somebody else has done better than you. Whereas I think you find most people, especially people that experience both fast attacking and slow attacking, they definitely will have a much higher success rate of being what I call like in the mix as a slow attacker and a fast attacker. And that's definitely been the case for me. When I've kinda of like gone out just with a slow attacker strategy, you know, get my techs, get my imps. Um, I've always been there or thereabouts. Whereas fast attacking, like maybe one in three rounds, I'll actually be relevant at all.
2: I do agree that um, I think you need less luck to end up in a good position as a slow attacker.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the, the main factor that I would agree with when people say it's overpowered. Um, you're in a, a lot more control um, over, like, over your destiny.
1: You don't have to rush to do a lot of moves as a slow attacker, right? You can let the game come to you a lot easier. Then if you're a fast attacker, you you try to basically dictate a lot of the moves, right? Like, for us moving through the mid game, you know, you're dodging dwarf suicides, and um basically you're trying to Ares drop explorers because explorers are really well defended, right? Most of the people in your range are almost unhittable unless it's an Ares drop, right? So that's kind of it's it's really slow going, and then. And then your other move is to try to all in the guy who just jumps into your range, right? <laughs> so you know, it's just it's it's pretty tough mid mid game on the fast stackers, especially when you have these these guys that have as much prestige as you or more, right? And their efficient defense is, is a lot better than yours. So you kinda just get pigeonholed and then you know, when one gets into range then, then another one gets in and it just kinda like, you know. It's not, not not a whole lot you can do as soon as you get a couple people in range,
0: and that's for the like the kind of the, the lucky like few that have made it on top. So you've had to fight your way to get to the top first of all, and then you spend the rest of your round kind of like trying to stay there. Yeah,
1: you know, it's uh, yeah, cause like coming out of the gate, right? Like we're dealing with all these lizard folks, like and halflings, right? Like Dave's realm and Mystery Box, and I don't know whatever other lizard folks are out there. And I I mean I caught a suicide from one of the lizard folks too in. Chunk's realm, right? Chunk? Those are folks who sent me. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and look at the town crier here. Let's see, who sent from realm five? Oh, yes, this ice can. Okay, let's just go ahead to the invade page here. Let's load it up. uh, Get the temples all ready. (laughs) (laughs) Quid pro quo, Chunk. Quid pro quo.
2: Hey, you know, do what you gotta do.
1: Yep, exactly. Gotta love Suey's. Yep. Gotta love them. You can't catch them all, but you gotta love them all. <laughs> that's one
2: thing that bothers me a little bit about slow attacking, is how damn important it is to benefit from suicides. It just seems like almost always when a slow attacker ends up on top, they benefited from some questionable moves or suicides.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment, right? Like, I mean, you look at jc's win there where did absolutely nothing and just kind of fell into it right
0: well this is why like one of the reasons why i have to recommend somebody who wants to play slow attack to pick up patrol because if you're just even close to being in the mix because of that whole like the pure flex that you have in your units any suicides that happen you're always guaranteed to be safe enough to go like hit with it whereas you know pretty much any other race you have to balance your offense and your defense and so even if there is a suicide if you're not in position to benefit from it. You just have to let it go. Um, so that's kind of like, I completely agree with, um, with what Chunk's saying there. Most, you know, top finishers that played efficiently have at some point benefited from hitting up on a, on a making a major hit on a Suicider or just, you know, like sometimes it could be like a spell drop or anything or just a big mistake. Um, but they have to be in position in the first place to be able to take advantage.
2: That reminds me, like I find it interesting that we don't, have really like wood elves in the mix this round because I'm just thinking like they have a very similar position to trolls with what you're saying there, where they can, you know, threaten that extra big hit either through five to four or rezoning. So it's interesting to see a round without them really affecting things.
0: Yeah, and there was that there was a change to you know what they can do. The max rezone two wasn't there, but when I last played wood elf, I don't think I got above maybe like 80% or maybe like 85% rezone anyway until the very, very last like week. So I don't think they've been damaged to the point of being unplayable.
2: Yeah, I don't think the change to 90% max made a big difference. Like you said, it's really like the last few days then it changes what you can do with the rezone, but not a lot of a change.
0: Yeah, they just seem to have fallen out of favor and just uh, the majority of people picked up Ice Skim, um, I think, in, in their place.
1: Oh, so many ice skins, man. It's like Jesus.
0: I hate and ice be ridiculous. I know. They still rank quite highly, you know, when you look at like cost per point, so it's not surprising. Um what's weird is that they used to be even like cheaper. Um their their defence was just ridiculously cheap for a long, long time and it's still still pretty cheap. Um and they're still just I think the other thing is you get that kind of inbuilt protection against uh wizard backups, although Maybe not as important as it used to be. Um but they're just they're just a solid race and a fairly easy one to like convert with. So I think that's where that popularity's kind of come from. Plus the you know, like they had the know mining machine, so I know at least two realms were uh, targeting that one this round.
1: <laughs> yeah, those Wonder Wars are still going on, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Looking at Town still hits going on.
1: Yeah, it's it's truly unbelievable. I wonder who's gonna end up with that at the end of the day. I'm gonna say realm one, you know.
0: I'm sure going into the final week, they'll like they'll time it so that they end up with it.
3: We've talked about trying to go for it, but <laughs> we'll see if that happens.
2: I think probably most of the realms who aren't really competing at this point have considered just going for it just for the lulz.
0: It would be funny if uh, if a realm that already had a wonder um, went for it as well, just to knock it back down. See what happens. Put it to zero and see who uh, who gets it at the end.
1: we're gonna take bets here. Uh who do you guys think ends up with that much no, by the machine at the end of the day? I'm saying realm one.
0: Um, because I uh I just don't trust your predictions anymore, I'm gonna go for realm nine then.
1: I'm gonna take the field. <laughs> You're gonna take the field. Okay. Everybody but realms one and nine. Yep. Junk, what do you think?
2: Ah. I'll need to like math out like war timings because they're just going to keep going for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's funny. They're clearly not going to give up. This is, they've come this far. They're going the
1: whole, the whole way. You got to admire that, you know, they got some gumption. They're not afraid to get in the trenches and throw some mud. And did you see what Realm Nine's <laughs> realm name is? Can someone save us from this abusive relationship, please? <laughs> Sounds like uh, they're asking for help, Dave.
3: Well, I'll see what we can do. <laughs> I got more oh, Wizard Mastery from I'll killing see. that the Wonder than I can get from anything
1: else. What do you guys know? What like the most hit points a Wonder has been at by the end of the round ever? Because I'd like to see it happen this round, right? Like, it it has to happen this round. But the amount of times that thing has fallen, you know?
0: Well, it's capped, isn't it? So it can only go to a certain point. If it was doubling each time, it would already be um, way beyond what people would be able to get.
2: Yeah, it's capped based on day in the round, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> I think someone had posted in general chat what the largest ever was for Wonder mm-hmm. Hit Points, like, a week or two back. Um, Oh, did they? If okay. you send,
3: if you send a wonder back to Realm Zero, do you get Prestige and Wizard Mastery, or lose anything? I can never remember.
0: So you would lose it if you attacked it when you've already got your own wonder. But I think if you use, uh, I'm not sure what happens if you just use Cyclones to do it. Oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm wrong there. It's not if you send it back. I don't think anything happens if you if you already have a wonder and you send it to zero, nothing happens. But if you if you already have a wonder. And you try to take another one from zero, then you lose prestige. Yeah. So that kind of trolling you can't do. Just hit wonders that are already in zero.
1: And so Chunk, are you guys breaking up your pack to get into the draft round? Like you, your usual crew is, is all entering the draft?
2: Yeah, all of us are entering the draft.
1: Okay. And everybody's pretty excited to kind of see where they end up, kind of thing?
2: I think so. I think I'm pretty sure we all joined pretty early when it the thread went up.
1: And, uh, yeah, I think we're all excited to see what it's like. Oh, well, And you got uh, Dave here as one of the captains who could be drafting some of your friends. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it appears he'll draft Rio, unfortunately <laughs> for him and
0: his team. Hey, we, we could go back-to-back. Back. I mean, I could
3: probably <laughs> get all three of you.
1: <laughs> I I doubt it.
0: I doubt it, man. Yeah, I don't think Mercer's going to fall into the fourth round. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I've had some, I've had some conversations too, so we'll see, we'll see what ends up happening. Basically, You're I'm sure on team anybody but Dan. <laughs> anybody but Dan, I'd be happy to play with. Let's just say that I have no desire to be on Dan's team. <laughs> know. I think he's going to name his uh his pack the Snowflake Melters, and they're just going <laughs> to melt. <laughs>
3: I mean, I haven't had anyone in my DMs telling me they want me to draft them, so I don't know if I should be worried or what. But it sounds like some of you're getting people talking to you already, but no one's talking to me. Maybe it doesn't work that way. Hey,
1: well, you're the captain, right? You got to make the tough decisions. We're just we're just roster players, right? Me, Chuck, like, and Rio. We're just here to let- here to have some fun.
3: Please don't let grapes or someone else draft me. Please take me. <laughs>
1: You're just throwing some shade on grapes, eh?
3: <laughs> it's always fun. I mean, we started this game, my pack, to have something we could do all together and keep in touch. But it is fun for these draft rounds to break apart and have some bragging rights. And so far, I've won, been in the winning realm every draft that we've done. So I have bragging rights for now. I got to make sure I keep them.
1: Oh, you got, heavy lays the crown, Dave. Heavy lays the crown.
3: Yeah, we didn't do the draft before that one because I think it was about the second round that we played and we wanted to stick together so this will just be my second draft
1: and I can see that Joe has abandoned this round
3: yeah Brain is no more
1: poor little fella
3: I think we may have as many abandons as anyone
1: oh yeah you got two I forgot about that you got the undead in there too yeah this other
3: guy played one day never said anything and then abandoned so i mean it counts but it also doesn't count
1: rio what do you think are we going to see a bunch of people abandon realm eight now that bravo's done his his duty he can now retire
0: Uh, um i think you have probably got more reason to abandon than any other realm after uh recent performance in the last couple of weeks
1: oh wow okay it's almost like you're in realm eight and you're defending people in there Hmm wonder what
0: people can Oh no, I out. just I just really uh I, I don't rate how well you've done in the last couple of weeks as all. Well.
1: well, you never do. But
0: you get to the finish line, you get to the finish line.
3: So what is the official percent you're giving this podcast? Thought, you told me, it's you if told I could everybody. go
1: <laughs> If I could go higher than 100, I would definitely go higher than 100. No doubt about it. it just it's almost it's it's like a guarantee, you know. There's no way we can lose. It sounds like, uh, you got all these suicidal I dwarfs out on, of here now?
0: You should maybe get a job on Wall Street with uh, that kind of confidence.
1: <laughs> the stock couldn't go any higher, let me tell you. It's as high as it's ever going to get. Buy now.
3: I'm not going to buy it now if it's as high as it's ever going to get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you'd be doing if you draft Rio. You're buying high. Gabriel, what did you say?
0: I was actually, I, I kind of agree with you when you were giving your uh, your opinions. I think uh, I think and uh, and Guffy are probably uh, more consistently good in the rounds that they've done. Even around the the rounds that I've won or like been competing with them, um, yeah, I, I think they're they're two of the best to play right now. Um, it's just funny that Goffio's not won for a long, long time, but he's probably been more in the mix than anyone in the last probably six or seven rounds
1: yeah i think they'll both go top three so is grapes grapes is the number two pick right yep so here let's do our predictions okay so who who are the captains with the three first picks dave
3: um crazy elf then uh grapes then Dan.
1: right okay dan um so who i think i think crazy elf's gonna draft wortmeyer first overall and then i think um grapes i guess drafts gothia and then dan uh probably takes rio which i think is perfect that's the perfect setup right there those are the top that's how i think the the top three go would you agree
3: i think those were the three most people were thinking will be top three but you never know there can be some curveballs that may be coming
0: yeah, I kind of think, um, I think the only thing holding Gothia back is he just doesn't chat much in, you know, the general Discord, so not many people know what he's like. But if I was to guess, I would say maybe Crazy Elf wouldn't go for, for Vibe just because they play with each other so often. But he might actually take Gothia in, instead. Um, and possibly like Dan would have the same reasoning. So I'd, I'd almost go Gothia, Versmire, myself. If I was the if I was to guess.
1: Yeah, but I think you got to like be somewhat of a people person or be able to talk to people, right? And I don't know if Gothia really measures up to that. Kind of seems like he's not the best people person, we could say. You know what I mean?
3: But if he was, if he was the captain, can be. You don't really need your co-captain to be. If he's just going to help you win. So depends what you're looking for in a co-captain. Yeah, but you, also, really...
1: you also don't want an arsonist in your house. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to yeah, be He just
3: Unless doesn't
1: you're trying do it publicly. to get,
3: if you're trying to get the insurance money, maybe if they're good at us, you <laughs> won't get caught.
1: Oh uh, yeah,
0: okay.
1: I see what you're saying.
0: So, what I'm saying is Guthier in in realm channel and in, uh, in, you know definitely like because I obviously speak to him a lot. He's uh, he's great and he definitely puts a lot of time into trying to help out newer players. Um, he just doesn't bother doing it publicly um, unless he's got really something to hmm. say. So that's where well, most I don't people know, don't
1: really agree with from. I would, I, would, I, I would categorically disagree with what you're saying there, Rio. And I would point to Zuge and what he said on the fact that of the advice he's gotten from Gothia this round, right? It's been nothing but bad advice, right? And he didn't feel like he was treated well in that realm at all, right? So, you know, if you're if you're going to come out here and say Gothia is nothing but a, a supportive guy, I mean, you have a new player in Zuge that's just coming out here and saying... This has been a very bad experience for him, right? And I think you need to listen. I think you need to listen to what he's saying.
0: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't ever want to like dismiss anything that any new player said. Um but I think we've all kind of like had our own opinions on on the way Zooch plays and I know a lot of a lot of players have been annoyed that he gets away with a lot of stuff that people at the top wouldn't get away with. Most of us have kinda of, like found it fun. Um, but there does come a point where it kind of like does actually interfere with the game itself, um, and I just think he just found himself in that position this round where he was actually like a lot larger than he's been before, um, and what he was starting to do with just you know just only training offense, not training defense, it ended up impacting a lot of different people. So a lot of people outside of the realms were I think complaining about it as well. So it does not really surprise me. Well, and see, um, I would um, say Garthia. Yeah.
1: And what he's just done, uh, you know, he's feeding a lot more acres than Zuch ever did, right? Goffey is having more of an impact with this late game than Zuch did, right? So if if you're going to have a guy not like someone's play and then outplay that play that they don't like, I mean, what does that say, right? I mean,
0: it seems a little iffy to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I think this is just you. I think you're just saying that because obviously you're on the negative side of this, but they're, they're quite clearly two different situations. Whereas this one is a okay. legitimate suicide on the top realm. Whereas oh, it's the legit it's the right. Ring. You
1: gotta have the legit. You gotta have like the guaranteed legitimate right. Like okay, I see what you mean. So the other one's like if it's it hurts the
3: top realm, it's okay. If it helps the top realm, then it's not. That's how it works.
1: <laughs> yeah. What rule is that again? I'm just trying to. I gotta you like figure need, this out. You with need the rules to
3: understand.
0: <laughs> right. That's pretty that's much a lot the rule. Like Goldilocks
1: that's... picking her bed. <laughs>
0: So that is that is pretty much the rule, isn't it? You know, if anyone if you're on top, you're fair game. You know, if people are doing stuff that's deliberately helping the top, then it, it impacts everybody else, and, and people don't like it. And that's the way I've always played it. When I'm on top, I think suicides on me are completely fair game. If I'm in the mid pack and somebody suicides me, I think it's a little bit out of order. But when you're on top, you've got to defend yourself against it. If you don't, then you're a fool.
1: <laughs> I think. I think the best way to look at it is you keep the rules committee out of stuff that they don't need to be involved in, right? Like, to me, I'd say all hits are fair game. If you want to make a hit, make the hit, and then pay the consequences, right?
0: But, you know, I to just, have the rules me, committee go in there and nitpick
1: and choose, to me, that's just, it's bananas.
0: I would like Yeah, so to be- I think the rules committee made a, a lot of mistakes this round. They, they moved somebody to a different room, which has never been done before. Um, they took half of Juju's Acres at some point, which didn't make sense, because it kind of took him out of range of one of you guys in 11, but not the other, which just, it was a bit of a, a nothing. Um, so that kind of didn't make sense either, and it wasn't really explained why. They said, you know, we've we put warnings to to this player, and then they kept on doing it, but then they kept on doing it afterwards without any further punishments, which again didn't make sense. So you know, right?
1: Like, that's what I'm if saying. It's just, it's so bananas.
3: Like, I think it would help yeah, everyone... If it was just more clear, like I feel bad for the rules committee, having to make these decisions and no matter what, someone's going to be unhappy and be nice not to put them in that position and also be more clear for the player base, what you can and can't do. And I kind of agree, like if the game allows you to do something, because we have mechanics to stop a lot of different things. We've got five, four and some other things that stop you, but if you can send it, I think you should let it go and if you think it's a problem address it between the rounds and fix it so that it doesn't happen again because i don't know i think it's just been a mess and i feel bad for everyone in, involved because yeah. they're just in a an win
0: situation i i kind of said like at the time um Zo was making hits and he wasn't getting hit himself it was it was clearly just like the all-in um piece because outside of range of the top he was fine. Nobody was close to touching him, inside range, he was an easy, easy hit. Um so that was almost like a problem with him and the race that he picked, rather than really anything that he was kind to of doing in terms of, you know, just like general game mechanics. And I don't think game mechanics are gonna help that, just because there's a race that has no turtle on its offense. So you're gonna find people um get themselves into that difficulty. But I just didn't like that the rules yeah. committee kinda like intervened and then didn't and then of just being inconsistent with the messaging and and not really kind of properly explaining where they're coming from um it's a it's a tough position to be in, but I don't think they did themselves any favors with what they've done this round
1: yeah, as I would say, it's bananas that's what it is bananas, but uh we're approaching an hour um so we'll get some final thoughts here and uh then we'll close it out, and then hopefully maybe next week on the rush hour, maybe they'll announce um. Some more draft stuff? I mean, maybe. But at this point, I mean, who the fuck knows?
0: Well, we'll so, definitely uh, have our co by then.
1: Uh, oh, you think so? Okay. Well, I, I, mean, I gotta see it if to I believe to it, draft. Right?
3: I'll draft everyone's pick if I have to.
1: So. Right? Okay. All right, so Chunk, do you have any uh, final thoughts for anybody that you want to think about, reflect on? Oh, uh,
2: just um, looking forward to seeing how the end of the round goes. See if we see one of those elusive explorer wins or if the attackers have their say in the end after all that will be interesting to see how it
3: goes
1: dave well what are your final thoughts it's been a fun
3: round i think a lot of people thought it was over in the first week but it's had enough drama and intrigue to hopefully keep everyone interested and we'll see what happens yeah, that, i'm
0: excited
1: that reminds excited me to see and excited for, for we it got to a... be over Rio, we got to get one of our episodes sponsored by the Rules Committee at one, of, at one point here.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want their money right now.
1: <laughs> you don't <laughs> want their money. Okay. The money. And, uh, yeah, they're dirty. They're dirty laundered money. Eh? Rio, do you have any final thoughts for everybody? Like, yeah, you know, your location as the Spirit, who got I all in earlier in the round? Mean, or...
0: I mean, I've said it before, you know, like, I, I, I would <laughs> like an Explorer to win a round at some point just to show it can happen, and it would Kind of be like deserved, you know, if if a explorer win does happen in realm eleven because, you know, having dominated really the whole round, um, it'll be kind of decent, even if it would probably feel like a consolation prize for you guys. But um it would be well earned, so I sort of have a small hope that happens, but like uh it'll be interesting as well to see if attackers could kind of like uh bridge that gap and, and close in fast enough in these last uh these last two weeks.
1: yeah because it's what, two thousand acres right now? Separation. So that's pretty pretty sizable. Not you can you can overcome it. But it's you know, you just every little day you just gotta build on that, right? Just keep building.
0: I, I think when I and this is obviously not gonna happen, but when I was the spirit, I think I got to six thousand acres around about like day thirty seven and then ended on thirteen thousand acres.
1: Right. With undying opens.
0: With undying and dynamic where people were, fell out of range at the right time so I could just hit whoever I wanted so um, yeah unlikely with the races yeah. that are in the mix right now but they could make some you know big hits you know there's some big explorers that if they if they let something slip or you know like miss a big big train that's suddenly you know like a 700-800 acre hit that they could pull, um, pull to so definitely not completely out of the realm of possibility but right now um, the explorers are looking in, in a good spot
1: yeah that's fair Alright everybody, I'd like to thank Chunk and Dave for stepping in and sharing their thoughts on the round and by the time you hear from me and Rio again, it'll be the round end. So we'll be able to congratulate uh, whoever wins and kind of talk everything through and Rio will still not announce his location at the end because he just wants to be hidden. He wants to be under his little blankie with Gafia as a Thunder Buddy. Right, Rio?
0: Yep. Definitely my Thunder Buddy
1: you gotta have you gotta have a thunder buddy all right thanks everybody and we'll catch you in the next one